are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. The message I'm bringing today to my listeners is as a result of a conversation my wife and I had last evening just before retiring. In the mail yesterday, we had several letters from people who are concerned and drastically worried about their church and about their religion. Now, for instance, one dear person wrote and said that in this particular church, the pastor had outlawed all invitations, the old-fashioned order, and he had substituted an educational program to educate the people into the church and take them in on promotion day instead of revival. They have a study course, and then they are promoted into church membership. Not only that letter, but other letters have disturbed me greatly. Here is what I said to my wife. If these people are right, then millions are in hell today, and down through the ages, men who claim to be giants for God, they didn't claim it, but the people who heard them did, were nothing more than liars and counterfeit. Now, what do I mean by that? In the book of Jude, verse 1, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Christ Jesus and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you, of the common salvation. Now that doesn't mean common in that we think that a person is common or some article is very common, but that means there is only one salvation. Never has been but one, never will be. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who before, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, beloved, these words were written somewhere near 70 A.D., or 70 years after the birth of Christ. Now, even in that day, Jude said, It was needful that I earnestly, that I write unto you and admonish you to earnestly contend for the faith. Not a faith, but the faith, beloved. God, have mercy on this poor, sin-benighted, spiritually ignorant world in which we find ourselves. Now let me say this today. I'm not a religious fanatic, and I'm not a holier-than-thou, and I don't think that I'm right, and everybody else is going to hell. 
But I want to say unto you without apology, and I want to say it on the authority of the Bible, there is one salvation, the common salvation of the Bible. There is one way, the straight and the narrow way that leads to life everlasting. There is one gate, the straight gate, and there is one door. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Underline this, no man, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now that's John 14 and verse 6. Beloved, if this liberal crowd that has junked the mourner's bench, they've outlawed revivals, and they've substituted a card signing, handshaking, do better, turn over a new leaf, live the best you can, join up with us, and let me baptize you. If they're right, the apostle Paul was wrong, Jude was wrong, Peter was wrong, and every fundamental Bible preacher down through the ages was wrong. But I want to say unto you, God bless your dear heart. These fellows are not a thing on this earth, but gigantic signboards that Jesus is at the door. Now, what do I mean? Turn to Peter, 1 Peter. And in 1 Peter, chapter 5, we find these words. No, I beg your pardon. It's in 2 Peter, chapter 3. 2 Peter, chapter 3. This second epistle, beloved, I write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before of the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of our Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. Now I want you to underline that in your mind, if you don't in your Bible. Underline it in your mind, walking after their own lust, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning. This they are willingly ignorant. Now that's what I want to point out. Peter said in the last days there would be scoffers, and they would be willingly ignorant. They would refuse to preach the truth. They would heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They would not endure sound doctrine, but they will walk after their own lust. And my friend, they're here. All right, what did Paul say? Turn to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And Paul said to young Timothy, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering." 2 Peter 4 and verse 3 says, The time will come. When they will not endure sound doctrine, but will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they will be turned away from the truth, and they shall be turned to fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Now what did Paul say? Paul said they would not endure sound doctrine. Peter said they would follow after their own lust, and Jude said contend for the faith, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, false teachers will come. They'll come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Now let me talk to you just a moment. Dr. Nicodemus came to Jesus. 
And he said, Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God. No man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he said, Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. You must. Now today, we are living in an age when we are told that we should be tolerant. We should not be uh, intolerant, but we should be willing to see the other man's point of view. Every man, they say, has a right to his own view. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No man has any right to any view on the scripture except what the word of God teaches. And no scripture is a private interpretation. No scripture is to be privately interpreted to fit any man's religion. And if you interpret the word of God to fit your own religion, you'll end up in the pit just as sure as you're listening to my voice. Now you can believe anything you want to believe. You can preach anything you want to preach. And you can declare anything you want to declare. But if you want to go where Jesus is, and if you want to spend eternity where Jesus is, you must believe what Jesus said. Now I want your attention. If the Son of God was emphatic, dogmatic, in commanding Nicodemus to be born again, then I have a perfect right to be just as dogmatic and just as emphatic to come to this microphone today and shout out to my radio audience, you must be born again. And if you haven't been born again, you're on the road to hell just as sure as you're listening to my voice. Well, you say, Brother Green, we don't belong to the same outfit you do. I belong to God. To whom do you belong? I belong to the born again. To whom do you belong? Oh, yes, I'm a member of an independent Baptist church. Amen. We don't have any soup kitchens, God bless you. We don't have any recreation centers. We don't have any pep programs. We just have old-fashioned mourner's bench, hellfire and damnation, grace of God preaching. That's all we have. And that's what I belong to. Not ashamed of it. I'm not the pastor. I'm just one of the unworthy members. That's all. And I belong to it. And I want to tell you, my friend, I wouldn't belong to a church that has outlawed revivals and the mourner's bench. If you don't believe in revivals, and if you don't believe in an old-fashioned mourner's bench salvation, then, my friend, you have a streamlined, modern kind that certainly won't do when you're dying and when you meet God. I warn you, you must be born again. Jesus said it. I didn't say it. I'm preaching it because he commanded me to preach the word. And I must declare the whole counsel of God. Now, these men that say there's no need in this old fashion, praying, calling on God, bowing on your knees, coming up before a crowd of people and embarrassing yourself by walking up before a church full of people, Oh, they say, what an embarrassing thing that is. 
I'm telling you something, my friend, that's going to be a million times more embarrassing. And that's when you stand before God and the heavenly host and hear him say, depart. I never knew you. Now, I believe in the old time, old time religion. And that's the kind where people convicted, wept over their sins, called on God and stood up to make a confession that they had received the Lord Jesus and been born again. That's the kind I believe in. And that's the kind I've been preaching for 25 years plus, And that's the kind I'm going to keep on preaching until Jesus Christ comes again or until he calls me home. Now, the Philippian jailer came to Paul and Silas and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now, what did he say? Did he say, go down to Jerusalem and join the first church and let uh, the doctor baptize you? Is that what he said? He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. But that's not all he said. You know what else he said? I'm going to read it to you right now. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they speak unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. Now I want to read that verse one more time, dear friend. And they speak unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And they speak unto him the word of the Lord. Now, why am I reading that? Today, we are told that we should give our young folks a catechism, a doctrine book, a study course, and then give them an examination and promote them out of the Sunday school into the church. You say, Mr. Green, you're criticizing. No. I'm not criticizing. God knows my heart. I'm brokenhearted. I'm sad. It grieves me, beloved. It's a sad thing when precious young people who are under the leadership and the teaching of adults, it's a sad thing when these dear young people are being led by blind guides. You're not saved by memorizing a catechism or a doctrine book or a study course. You're saved by hearing the word of God. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord. Now in John 5, 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. He that heareth my word, not the catechism, not the doctrine book, not the study course, but my word, not he that shaketh a preacher's hand or he that is baptized or he that turns over a new leaf or he that joins, but he that heareth my word. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour and he washed their stripes and was baptized he and all his immediately straightway. Now, dear friend, the only way to get a man to God is through the Word of God. 
it doesn't make any difference how many churches he joins, how many times he's baptized. It makes no difference how many new leaves he turns over. It makes no difference how good he or she may live. It makes no difference how many study courses they may pass. You must be born again. And the only way to be born again is to hear the word of God. Hear the word of God. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. That's the only way to be saved. And in this day, when study course books, Sunday school quarterlies, young people's quarterlies, and uh, study course uh, catechisms and rules and regulations and doctrines, yes, I thank God for good books. But there's only one book that'll tell you how to stay out of hell, and that's the Word of God. Now, it doesn't make any difference who it is. Paul said, if any other preach any other gospel than the gospel that I preached unto you, speaking to the dear people at Ephesus, he said, or Galatia, Galatia it is, he said, let him be accursed. Now, Paul preached the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Son of God. If you want his sermon outline, he didn't have but one. He preached it everywhere he went. The cross, the cross, the cross. He said, God forbid that I glory, saving the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That was his message. You'll find Paul's outline in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. He said, I preached unto you, first of all, that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, not according to Dr. Sound and Brass, not according to Professor Tinkling Symbol, not according to the Catechism, not according to the Doctrine Book, but according to the Scriptures, that he was buried and rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. If that crowd's right, then, beloved, there are tens of thousands that have died wrong. And there are saints of God who claim to be saints who were counterfeits. But let me serve notice on you. The old-fashioned gospel is the only message that'll do when you're dying. This new streamlined, bloodless, altarless, repentless, mourner's bench less, Gospel may do to live by, but it won't do to die by. Now, if you're following a hireling for Christ's sake and the sake of your soul, give your heart to Jesus and get in a church where God's man preaches God's word. Father, save the soul that's nearest hell. Reclaim the backslidden. Revive the indifferent. Feed the hearts of the children of God. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNVBC.com for Christian music you can trust.